0: Hello everyone, Shivon Chapman here. Welcome to the Sustainable Investing Perspectives podcast on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Amantia Muhadini, Sustainable and Impact Investing Strategist for the Americas from the UBS Chief Investment Office. We're also fortunate to have with us today Amy O'Brien from our partners at Nuveen Asset Management. Amy serves as the Global Head of Responsible Investing. Amantia and Amy, it's great to be with you both today for this month's episode of the Sustainable Investing Perspectives podcast. Thank you for spending some time with our listeners, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Amantia, in September's Sustainable Investing Perspectives report, you highlighted the investment implications of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 and also discussed the topic of the circular economy as well as water scarcity. So let's dig right in. Can you share some highlights of the Inflation Reduction Act bill and some takeaways for investors?
1: Yeah, of course, happy to. Um, The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 was um, signed into law um, about a month ago now, on on August 16th, Um, and it's it's been widely covered, widely recognized as one of the largest climate spending plans ever passed in the United States. Um, it includes uh, $369 billion dedicated to energy security and climate change and, and an additional $4 billion that is targeted towards drought resiliency. And just, uh, there's, there's a lot in this bill just to highlight a couple of areas that we've been paying attention to. Um, we saw a variety of incentives around the topic of energy efficiency, uh, which were embedded throughout the policy piece. Um, this included, for example, 10 years of consumer tax credits and, and $9 billion in consumer rebate programs that were slated from home efficiency projects, including things like heat pumps, electric HVAC, rooftop solar, things which um, seem maybe unexciting initially, but actually can help make a dent uh, in, in that uh, path to, to decarbonize. Um, other areas of the bill included transportation, um, so this included, again, consumer tax credits, um, of $4,000 and $7,500 um, for use and new electric vehicles, or green vehicles, um, respectively. Um, as well as there are a few incentives in the bill around energy security, specifically um, investment tax credits for solar and wind and and nuclear credit for existing facilities. And what's been interesting here is that um, utilities are well set up to benefit from some of these incentives in this area. Now. As we look at what's in the bill and as we think of investment implications, um, we, we see opportunities here to, to support our uh, green tech or global theme, for example, which is a selection of opportunities around the topic of green technology. Um, but in this area specifically, what we're recommending to our clients now is to be selective in identifying these names, um, and we're preferring larger cap companies that have diversified revenue sources and solid earnings and, and robust balance sheets as well, uh, at least for sort of a more tactical play. Um, uh, we're, we're watching kind of the market invaluation and that's our view here. Um, for those investors that have a longer time horizon, broadly, Bradley's is positioning around opportunities in energy efficiency, as I said, it's a core part of it, smart mobility, clean air and carbon reduction. So, so those are the longer-term themes where we see alignment as well.
0: Okay, perfect. So, Amy, welcome again to the conversation. What are the implications of this bill in your view, and how does it compare to other investment packages from other countries or regions?
2: Well, thanks for that question. It's great to be here with you, uh, with, with you both. Um, let, let me start with some context. As, as long-term investors, Muveen you know, looks to manage climate-related investment risk within our own portfolios and uncover opportunities that can help deliver the best possible outcomes for our clients and so we welcome recent efforts by the public sector which have the opportunity to act as tailwinds for our long-term investment convictions and you know ideally it potentially assist in the energy transition that we're all talking about so the IRA is a far-reaching package you know containing substantial new investments and changes to our tax code we are still examining all of its provisions and assessing their impacts not only on our firm but the broader economy I mean, that said, the the IRA clearly represents one of the largest investments in clean energy and climate solutions in U.S. history. I mean, it was frequently mentioned in the many Climate Week events I participated in this past week, and experts predict that there may ultimately reduce uh, you know, U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 40 percent from uh, 2005 levels by 2030. So ideally, the IRA uh, reestablishes the U.S. as a global leader in meeting Paris-aligned emission reduction targets and could serve as a model for countries and investors looking beyond fossil fuel divestment and to investments in new technologies and companies generating innovative climate solutions. So as a long-term investor, this is a trend that we can't ignore as we look to manage climate-related investment risk within our own portfolios and again, deliver the best possible outcomes for our clients.
0: Turning to Amantia, the topic of investment is green technologies and the energy transition is one of the things that we've discussed thoroughly on this podcast and one that we expect to keep coming back to as it is a fast evolving space. But in this month's report, you highlighted a new topic, which is also receiving some market and government interest, the circular economy, with some news coming out of Japan specifically. Can you talk to us about what the circular economy really means and what are the developments in this space?
1: Yeah, thank you Siobhan. Uh, it is true that we'll we'll keep focusing on that space of green tech, but ultimately um, there's also a new innovation uh, in the space of sustainability and the circular economy is one of those themes that we have recently identified um, as, as one of our longer term investment themes. Um, your question here. What what does it actually mean? Well, as you think of a circular economy, um, it's one that aims to reduce or rethink our current model of of, um, kind of extract resources process and use them and then dispose of them to one that is more, well, circular of extracting and then uh, using and reusing consistently. Um, Why this matters is because our current consumption trends um, would require us to have the environmental resources of 2.3 planets, (laughs) according to um, the World Resources Institute. which, which means that if we keep consuming in this manner in the current economic framework, uh, we, we very soon are going to reach the limits which will have economic implications. For us, um, and that's why we're at, we have identified the circular economy theme as as a set of um, opportunities, essentially for investors to be part of those companies that are starting to innovate, to identify the ways uh, in which uh, you know are, are coming up with new business models around reselling for example, uh, especially in the fashion industry, or are coming up with new technologies and innovation in plastics innovation, uh, which which can have can make a dent in. A Only on carbon emissions, but also will be that new generation of uh, materials that that we'll be using. And these are just two of the examples that we've identified in our scene. There is, and this is, uh, there's increasingly um, attention that is being paid to this growing space around circularity or the circular economy. Um, I think you mentioned Japan. Um, Japan is uh, re- reportedly planning to uh, launch a set of new initiatives in to boost the size of the domestic circular economy from the current uh, 50 trillion Japanese to about 80 trillion uh, by 2030, according to local news. And so they're looking at measures that include the promotion of imports of waste home appliances from, from countries that lack the technology to recycle and they're looking at legal measures on solar panels, we've been talking about solar panels, well reuse and recycling of those. Um, so again, there's incentives that are coming up from different parts of the world from the public sector um, and this is another area that, that we think is worth paying attention to from investors.
0: Amy, can you dig a little deeper on your perspective on the circular economy? What are the drivers and where do you see opportunities?
2: Sure thing. I mean, I think the circular economy is certainly, as as was just described, it is a broader concept. It's related to the low-carbon transition, and it's a theme that clients and consumers can really relate to. So we very much hold similar convictions uh, to the report's investment beliefs. Themes prevalent in circularity uh, can provide sizable investment opportunities and fit into certain strategies uh, with the overall focus on natural resources or even prove material and infrastructure and manufacturing. So components of the circular economy demonstrate how a company addresses material ESG concerns across their supply chain, reputational risk, access to materials, rising costs and impacts um, to the environment, which naveen feels are critical to address when assessing a company's overall business operations. I mean, in terms of a few specific examples here, there are several ways that the circular economy is expressed at the portfolio level and within our broader stewardship program. I mean, one of the areas Naveen focuses on under our proprietary sort of natural resource impact theme in public markets is the improvement of clean drinking water supplies in our sewer system infrastructure and waste management projects. And so one example of of something that we include in our um, impact report is an investment that, um, a green bond investment that we made for Liberty Tire tire Recycling. I mean, the background here is that the U.S. produces roughly 500 million used tires annually, and the company is able to divert nearly 190 million tires from the waste stream. I mean, we see this as a win-win for the company and its investors, and long-term investment prospects for this company to capitalize on the tailwinds and the tire recycling market were coupled against our ability to work with that issuer to demonstrate tangible and accountable impact tied to the use of bond proceeds. So these kinds of examples, I think, really make this concept tangible for investors, and we include them you know, within our, our publicly available um, impact reporting um, within our global fixed income um area. Let me turn just for a minute to the stewardship lens here, um, how you know we're engaging with companies on the circular economy theme. I would just say um, a couple observations that the U.S. market from a proxy voting perspective, I think is still more focused on the risk side of plastic generation and recycling of materials and, and the things we're talking about than the opportunity side of reusability of materials and the circular economy. That being said, we're seeing this topic appear on the proxy ballot in some new ways um, this year. Within Nuveen's stewardship initiatives, you know, where we utilize a transparency, accountability, impact framework for engaging with our portfolio companies, um, this circular economy is often um, addressed within the components um, of the companies of the targets, uh, the companies in which we targeted. So we're seeing, you know, we're making select votes addressing the circular economy on things like. Uh, proposals related to improving reporting on the impacts of package uh, plastics and packaging, also assessing the environmental impact of non-recyclable packaging. We're also having select engagements addressing circular economy um, and discussions with our portfolio company management often include how the circular economy themes are being played out in the broader business strategy. So this has been particularly material for electronic uh, market manufacturers So a frequent discussion there with our team's engagement team uh, relates to product design and lifecycle management. Um, And I think we all know uh, the fact fact here that technology hardware becomes outdated before the end of its usability. And so we've seen companies develop business models, generating additional revenue from, say, refurbished products um, that is positive from both the environment and the circular economy standpoint. And also from the social and customer access and affordability standpoint, it makes technologies available at lower price points um, to reach more uh, consumers. So these are just a couple of ways, um, just one one example of how this theme is already uh, emerging within portfolio conversations um, with our stewardship activities.
0: So staying on this topic of the environment and using innovation to manage overextended resources Let's discuss the topic of water scarcity for a moment. Amy, in the CIO report, Amansia and her colleagues note that water scarcity is a societal and business risk. How do you see it materialize as a risk and opportunity in your research?
2: Yeah, Exactly. I mean, this theme um, is being addressed across both our public and private market investment teams at Nuveen. And clearly there's a strong link here uh, to climate change um, and, and some of the topics around just transition um, that that we've been discussing, you know, this past couple of weeks with the UN General Assembly and, and Climate Week. So in the public markets, we are seeing investment opportunities oriented around the improvement of say, clean drinking water supplies, sewer um, system infrastructure, and waste management projects. So from the outset, um, you know, we've uh, we've tied our use of proceeds uh, within our, our global fixed income uh, team. In offering uh, our documents, language on how we direct capital intentionally, proactively, and in align with the, the thematic outcomes um, I mentioned earlier. So we need to measure those uh, outcomes by requiring transparent disclosures from issuers and include uh, including water metrics uh, such as the people who benefited from clean water and wastewater projects, clean water delivered, water saved, water treated. So. This is, you know, important in terms of, you know, the engagement with companies, um, building this theme into their, their business strategy, and then how we can uh, report on this externally for clients. I mean, we're also seeing the emergence of, you know, more blue bonds being being issued uh, globally. So an example of that would be, um, you know, something like the Republic of Seychelles Blue Bond, where it was a part of a larger World Bank program designed to support, to support sustainable fisheries. So seeing that water topic, uh, you know, uh, expressed globally.
0: Turning to Amantia, where does the CIO see opportunities in the water scarcity theme? What does the market look like in practice, and how is it valued?
1: Yeah, thanks, Siobhan, and it's uh, interesting to hear um, a lot of Amy's comments. I think we share a lot of those views, and in particular, your discussion, Amy, around water as a risk for companies, um, I say as we look at uh, ways in which investors can position as they're considering water scarcity, there is essentially two ways to think about this topic. One is what Amy has been covering, which is a question of, of water risk and being conscious of uh, what is the water intensity of the securities that investors hold, in particular in public markets. Um, with private markets being a different, also very important consideration. Um, and then seeing in public markets in, in those companies where water can be a financially relevant, financially material risk uh, in industries that have to rely on water extraction um, as, as a core part of their business, um, think water beverage kind of companies, think in food and ag and so forth, um, then looking to tilt and positioning those that are better managing their consumption, their extraction of water, and, and their risk. That's one way of thinking about it. Now, the second way uh, in which we see significant opportunity looking ahead is also to position those companies that are exposed to the water scarcity, longer-term investment themes. So think of these as not any company and, and understanding their own water consumption, but these are specifically those companies across several sectors that are providing uh, solutions to water scarcity or water stress. Um, we see these as, as broadly um, uh, diversified across industrials and utilities and many subsectors within these two larger sectors. Um, and uh, according to RBC Capital Markets, the value of the market here in this specific theme is at around uh, $655 billion, at least as of 2021. The largest category um, of this market is uh, at about thirty percent is in wastewater treatment, which also gives hopefully our listeners a sense of what are the types of uh, investment opportunities here that are, that are being part of this solution essentially uh, to the water scarcity problem, and and are providing opportunities at least on the equity side. But this is a significant risk, I would agree with Amy, um, and and there will be space for a need for additional innovation here um, as we're we need to manage this. This water scarcity, which has been a little bit the theme
0: of today's call, I think. Well, Amy and Amantia, thank you for spending some time with our listeners on the Sustainable Investing Perspectives podcast and for sharing with us your perspective on the themes that we covered. Again, we have been joined by Amantia Muhadini, Sustainable and Impact Investing Strategist for the Americas from the UBS Chief Investment Office, as well as Amy O'Brien, the Global Head of Responsible Investing at Nuveen Asset Management. The latest edition of the monthly sustainable investing perspectives podcast is now available on UBS.com forward slash CIO for clients of UBS. Please reach out to your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy directly. Thank you.